All right, everyone, before we get stuck into this week's episode of the Late Night Race Review, we have a short little disclaimer to make. Uh, we jumped the gun, got a little excited, and recorded this episode before the news broke about uh, Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton being disqualified from uh, yesterday's race. Um, it was a random spot check. This is done all the time by the FIA to make sure the cars are compliant. So they, they picked out four cars. Two of those cars happened to be Lewis Hamilton and Charles Leclerc. So the FIA technical delegate, Joe Bauer, discovered that both cars, uh, their skids on the underside of the cars were not compliant with the technical regulations. As a result, both drivers have been disqualified since. Um, both teams did argue, in fact, though, that the high wear was due to a combination of the bumpy circuit and also that they didn't have time, basically, with the sprint race being included, that they didn't have time to be able to um, you know, adjust the setup correctly. Uh, but the FIA said the onus is on the teams to make sure that they are compliant at all times. So with that being said, obviously now the new um, sort of finishing positions would have been Max Verstappen, Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz, Sergio Perez, George Russell, Pierre Gasly, Lance Stroll, etc. Cetera, et cetera. That being said, let's get on with the fucking show. Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. Max has a breakdown as he breaks his brakes, but still breaks more records. Lewis reeling back the years as he moans about tyre degradation. And Lando, so close but yet so far, yet again. It's the Circuit of the Americas GP. We wrap it up with a look at our Fantasy League and our predictions game, as always. Don't forget to support the podcast by hitting those like, follow and subscribe buttons. Welcome back to the Late Night Race Review. I am Owen Scott, and with me, as always, is Dave Jericho and Isidro Consalvish. I got you back around the uh, the right way this week, lads. Um, it was a touch of deja vu again as Verstappen honed his hunting skills today. But one big takeaway from this weekend in Austin was that you should never talk to Max when he's breaking. Don't talk to him when he's breaking. Uh, Dave, let's jump in with Max. Starting from sixth place today, and we dare not even dream anymore, but there was uh, times today where we heard a more flustered than usual Max Verstappen, wasn't there? Yeah, it was interesting this weekend, but I, I don't think the... <laughs> I know there was a lot of owner ownership put on the the fact that it was the breaking that was causing the issues today for him, but I don't know. Like I mean, like they, he did finish. I think he finished with seven seconds ahead in the sprint race. So I mean, he was he he did have a bit of pace there, but I don't know. I just have a feeling that Red Bull just didn't have the pace we usually see it have. Um, so I think even with the braking kind of issue being resolved, I mean, he still would have won the race, but um, I don't think it would have been quite as, uh, you know, the, the 20, 30 second uh, gaps we would have seen before. Um, so, yeah, he was he was definitely under pressure today, more so than than, than uh, we've seen all season. And uh, yeah, but I mean, it just goes to show even with the rebels being under pressure, the team, the the, the strategists, him as a driver. Like they still pulled the win out, like you know, so unbelievable. So, are you are you of the opinion that the other car, the other cars, the Mercedes and the McLarens, are getting closer to Red Bull at the moment? Uh, a little bit, yeah, I think so. I know, like I said, I I wouldn't draw too much into that because I don't think it's a case of um, all we saw today was um, the other cars were getting closer. But I just don't think that braking issue was the be all and end all because I think as well after the race, I think in the cool down room. Max was putting a lot of the um, 
the issues down to the to the tires um over the braking and then obviously over the radio we heard obviously all through most of the race that he was having issues with the braking but then even after in the the post match or post match the post race interview <laughs> with Jensen Button he was kind of saying that the like he 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 wasn't over exaggerating on the the issue with the, the like I was expecting him to come out and say yeah the brakes were terrible blah 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 but he didn't he kind of came out and said that um the brakes weren't quite right I, and he wasn't getting the same feel from the car that he had yesterday mm-hmm. that's a big difference if you're just not getting the same feeling of the car from yesterday versus today that's for me that wouldn't be the same as having an uh, having a braking issue like that just says to me that you just can't find you know you're not getting the braking balance or something like that set up correctly but um yeah so i i, I don't th- i think it was just a combination of things but I wouldn't see this as being a pattern for the remainder of the season that we're going to see it quite as close. Um, and just on that, before I before I shut my yap again, um, <laughs> the like because we we again we got lured into this uh, false sense that we were going to have a really close race when we saw, um, you know, in qualifying we were seeing like you know like I think it was like a tenth of a second that was covered the top four or something like that. In I think that was for the sprint race, wasn't it? Uh, let me just see the sprint race, the qualifying for, do, 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 where is it? Um, no, sorry, it was, for, well, it doesn't matter, actually, sprint and uh, and uh, the Grand Prix were, were very close. But it was that soft tire that kept them close, which says to me, it was a bit strange, like that, that, that raises a question for me, why was it so close for the Red Bull, why weren't the Red Bulls as fast as normal on the soft tire? Um, so in in the sense that the other cars were able to maintain the, the how close they were during qualifying. Yet when it came to race pace and the medium compound tires and the hard tires, the Red Bull obviously had more pace. Because if it was as close as it was in qualifying, uh, and then Red Bull had the braking issue and stuff like that, then then we wouldn't we would have probably seen um, Lewis Hamilton win that race. So, um, yeah, uh, I think just a combination of a number of things. But, yeah, let's not uh, – this isn't something I think we're going to see too often between now and the end. Somewhat of a, a perfect storm maybe uh, exactly, for, for yeah. Red Bull. Um, Isidro, Red Bull today, talk to me a little bit about their, their strategy. They went medium, medium, hard um, on the on the tyres. Do you think they, they made the right call there? Could it have been more comfortable with them? Um, or did they go the right way with their strategy today? I think their strategy was okay, and I have to disagree a bit of uh, with Dave. Ooh, I we think like that. they are not getting as comfortable as they used to be. For the last couple of races, we've seen the distance. As the beginning of the season, Max was having double digits difference, and now, especially since McLaren upgrades, we've seen that difference less than t- less than ten seconds. And today, if Mercedes has not got the strategy wrong. I'm not sure Max would would be able to finish first as he was. And to be fair, he took 28 laps to get the lead. And then after the pit, another 10 to get the lead again. And it was not easy for him. We could see screaming every time his uh, racing engineer was saying anything. So he was really under pressure, not because of the car and everything else, but also because he was feeling under pressure that the car was not the same in that part. I agree with Dave. The car was different than it was. But the fact that the Mercedes was getting uh, real, really close and I could see Hamilton 
in another two laps, we might have a different story. Right, Dave, debate. Uh, no, 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 no debate. I was just going to say, <laughs> did I not kind of say that? Like, I was kind of saying that that, that there was the there was the, the multiple issues, but it was it just showed how good Red Bull were as a team that they managed to still take a result today. So basically, through strategy and and Max Verstappen as a driver. So so I I wasn't kind of saying that. Yeah. So I, I don't know whether there was a. Uh, I thought you were saying that the uh, Red Bull was comfortable as always has been. No, I wasn't saying they were comfortable, but I was saying that I think there was a perfect storm of issues that was going on that let that that gave us the false sense that maybe cars are closer to them than than it appeared in the race today. Like I don't think that's how I don't think Mercedes and McLaren are as close to Red Bull that that race showed today. I mean, like take yesterday, like yesterday they finished seven seconds after 19 laps. They finished seven seconds ahead of second place. After 19 laps, and you had 56 laps today. Yeah. So I mean, you could have been talking double digits in that. It, it, you know, if, if if you looked at that. So that's what I'm saying. There was, I just think there was a perfect storm today. But I just don't think that we. I I think yes, the cars, are, the other teams are getting closer. But I think today is, uh, we would easily get lured into thinking that they're closer than this race made it. Or yeah, that that, that they're not as close as this race made it out to be. We we are also forgetting that Max started from sixth, and if he didn't have his lap time deleted in the quali, it's very possible that you know obviously it was a matter of millimeters. But if he started from first, it's possible that he would have finished way ahead of everyone anyway. It's interesting that sixth place and how long it took him to overtake. I'm curious as to why it took. Like I don't know whether that was again braking issue, tire issue, or just Max Verstappen just mining with his, his tires and just. Just having his ego, like you know, I'm just I'm 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 comfortable enough that I can you know I can maintain my tires and take these at the end, and then maybe as it got to the end of the race, he realized, ooh, you know, this isn't going quite as smooth sailing as I expected it to, and then became under a little bit of pressure. But um, I'll be honest, once we saw Lando struggling and stuff like that, I, I you know, when Lando was dropping back from Max, I was like, that's yeah. it, he's won it. Like, and and even when. Even when uh, Hamilton was catching them at the end, I—I'll I, be honest—I don't necessarily uh, like. I don't—I I can't imagine those hard tires were going off before the mediums. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I—I—I don't—I I think he maybe just realized he had a, he had time in the bag. I don't. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't think he was under that as much pressure as as it made it look. I think Max once the finished, one, sorry, uh, go on, Sergio. Yeah, go on. Max finished just two point two ahead of uh, Hamilton, and that was because. Uh, Max was able to get the arrest to overtake show. Yeah. So that helped. But uh, yeah, it was not as comfortable as we've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely a couple of laps extra now. And yeah, I think that they, they, they were in trouble. But I, I don't know. I, I just, I'd love to know what the sudden dropout, like, because from the last, I'd say, what, the last five, six, maybe even seven laps. Um, is when there was a, there was a noticeable decline. Certainly, the last kind of two to three laps, there was a massive decline in in the the pace of uh, Verstappen. So it'd be interesting to know what that drop off was because I find it hard to believe that it was the tire degradation at that stage, given the times that the the the, the tires went on for both drivers uh, and hard versus medium. So 
Um, yeah, the answer is I don't know, but it just it just, it's just a bit of a strange one for me that there was uh, that uh, Lewis was catching that quick. And again, I'll say it again. I guarantee I, I will stick my neck out and say this will not happen again between now and the end of the season. This was definitely a perfect storm. Mm, interesting. Yeah, we'll we'll have a look at it next week and maybe touch back on that that point and and just see. Um, you're going to clip that out and say uh, <laughs> oh look how wrong you were Dave <laughs> absolutely or am I arsed going back and actually clipping yeah, something yeah, out exactly. we shall see <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's, let's move on slightly from that but there was a point this week when a text came through in our WhatsApp group and I think we all felt it at the same time um, that there might have been a final nail in a, in a, a Perez Red Bull coffin um, he managed to finish P5 today in the end um, but it's not, it doesn't seem to be good enough. I, I don't feel anyway it's good enough for a Red Bull driver anymore, is it, Dave? Not at all. I mean, we heard it all through the commentary as well that I think Martin Brundle was saying that he needs to be up right behind Verstappen to be able to give Red Bull choices when it comes to pit stops, when it comes to defending and just race strategies in general. So he's not helping the team in any way by being that far back. And that has been... What since uh, when? When was this? Uh, he won this. Was it the third race of the season or something? I can't quite remember. But literally since then, once once there was that little bit of a, a flutter on the on the airwaves of oh Perez could t- challenge for the title here, yeah. he just fucking he just went no, I'm not. I shot the bed and just jumped out the window. Like <laughs> so, um, I think ever since then he's just he's never been available as a teammate he's never been there to be able to give red bull that comfort of being able to manage and control a race um with two drivers so um like i mean I, we keep saying it every week i mean he has to he he has to go i mean he had they have to replace him they need someone that can either push Max Verstappen to, to the next level, which scarily, I wonder what that would be. Mm. Um, or we need, they need someone who's going to be happy to play the Valtteri Bottas kind of role that, uh, at Mercedes that, um, that he could do at, uh, Red Bull. So, um, that, you know, he's basically like that. He's the rear, the tail gunner for Max Verstappen, but, yeah, Perez is not the man to to lead them or to to be that number two in twenty twenty four. I mm. mean, you know, there's just no there's just no way. We could get into that merry go round again of of who will take the seat, but there's no point in even going down that that road. No. Is, is Isidro, are you of the same opinion that that Perez is done, or is there a way back at, at Red, for Red Bull and uh, and Perez? I think it might might be some light at the end of the tunnel if managed to get the second place in the driver's championship and depending how comfortable that would be he might have another another year but if he doesn't get the second yeah he's probably gone if not gone already dave currently points wise where is perez you know i'm just checking that now i knew you were i saw you shaking your head when Isidro was saying that <laughs> I mean, but do you know I, i'm still shocked that he's in second place I, like, yeah yeah i yeah. don't even know how it's like he's not i'm like is the has the guy scored points i know he has but uh it just it feels like he's not been scoring more points than everybody else that should be ahead of him yeah. i just 
I think his his early performance in the season is the only reason he's still in second place. He's got he basically had a you know he basically used up all his tires at the start of the season and is now <laughs> limping home and hoping to God he can get away with a one stop strategy to the end of the season. Like yeah, pretty um, much. It's uh, yeah. I I I'll be honest, even. Even retaining second in the championship isn't enough to retain him for next for 2024 because the finishing second in the championship uh, does nothing for Red Bull as a team in 2024. They need someone that on race day gives them options and gives them the ability to control a race. Fin- him finishing second because he had a great start to the season doesn't do anything for them unless they know something internally at Red Bull as to why there's a drop off at form. There could be some, some, some issue, some personal issue that he's just not hundred percent focused. So maybe there's, there's something else that's going on that uh, they, they're, they're more aware of. Although given some kind of recent kind of talk from Helmut Marco and Christian Horner says to me that they're actually just more putting pressure on him to pick up the pace a bit. So yeah, that, I don't think that finishing second, matters and i mean we're in mexico next i think so i mean his home grand prix you would expect him to pick up a podium there and i'll be honest if he doesn't pick up a podium there that says it all for me like you know because he usually does well in mexico um so uh yeah yeah look flying a dead horse i think yeah, currently points-wise, he's on 219 points. And, or no, sorry, he's on 238 points. Hamilton is just behind him on 219 points. So if Hamilton... That's not the latest, is it? That's not after today's... Oh, I think is that's that, probably... That, oh, that no, it's today. probably not. No, 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 probably isn't, actually. I calculate from today. Like, so I think it's so, closer now today. So, yeah, Hamilton will be closer again, even. So if Hamilton continues this form, it's very much looking that that, that he won't retain on his current form as well, that he won't retain that second How many place. How we left? Five, is it? Uh, I can tell you now. Mexico, Brazil, United States, uh, and Abu Dhabi. Oh, so four, four races. Yeah. I mean, he could squeeze that second place. I think he could actually retain that. I mean, although Mercedes, uh, that upgrade seems to work. Well, it's working for Hamilton anyway. We'll get to that in a bit. But um, so, yeah, I think I think Mexico, if he has a strong result in Mexico, I think he'll just manage to hold that second place. But if he shits the bed in Mexico after some dodgy tacos, then he's, uh, <laughs> he's, 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 he's going to end up in third. And that's that's the nail in the coffin. But to be honest, I think the nail's already in the coffin. They're just waiting for that hammer to come down on it. Um, yeah, as you say, Mexico is vital because if you look at the next two races after that, you've got Brazil and the United States. Like yeah. Hamilton loves Brazil. Um, and he also loves the United States. He's yeah, not. Exactly. He's not going to not perform in those two places. Abu and Dhabi is going to be green coming into to Vegas anyway. Yeah. Like, so, and yeah. you want someone on form going into a track that no one's ever driven before. You don't want someone who's just, you know, yeah, not with it um, <laughs> on a, on a, a track of unknown. This this is us just clutching at straws for something to talk about now before the end of the season. Um, <laughs> but uh, Hamilton, uh, Dave, and and tire talk was back in our screens. Uh, it was deja vu. Hamilton talking about degradation again. Ah, so 2020. But it seems like uh, an age since we've heard Lewis talking about the tires, and ultimately he was he was chasing down that McLaren, and he he did the business today. He he just was solid all day long. Yeah, do you know I have to say I'll, hats off to, to to Mercedes like when they when they stopped uh, McLaren or when they stopped McLaren what am I talking about and when they stopped Lewis um they, and they were talking about doing that offset 
Uh, I was like, oh, this is a disaster. He's sort of in no man's land. He's neither in a two-stop window. He's neither in a one-stop window. They've sort of just thrown him in no man's land. But it, 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 was, it worked for him. And I have to say, I think... Um, I think I I think the win was there. Uh, okay. Um yeah, I think the win could have been there for Lewis had he I I I, I don't he, he sort of hung his head. So so when he came out first on the uh the hard tire um and he was 7 seconds I think back and he was hanging his head. He's like you've given me too much of a gap. You've given me too much to do. Um and it took him a few laps obviously get the tires up to temperature. But I think psychologically, he was kind of, he thought he was kind of beat, like he was pushing, but I don't think maybe he was pushing to the extent that we know Lewis Hamilton can push when he needs to. Mm. Um, so there was a little bit uh, kind of of, of um, time lost there, but then obviously they went on the, fi- on the final stint then. The same thing happened. He came out, he was on the medium tires then, and he was sort of saying again, the same thing that, um, I can't, I'm trying to think what he said. It was something to the same effect. Like th- th- there's a lot to do basically, and the tires weren't going to last to the end. That type of stuff. And I, and you're thinking, I, oh, and also like when when his team came on the radio to say, oh, that you know, P2 is there, or, or you know, the, the P2 is an option, possibly even the win. I don't know. They should have come out on the radio saying the win is there for you, Lewis. It's there for you to take. Go for it. Like, mm. uh, like don't don't say mm, maybe the win's there. Like, it's the, you can already tell from the from the language that's coming across from your driver that he's not confident that he's got the pace on the tires to do it. You, you knew that when he was on the hards. You knew it when he came out on the mediums. And all you're doing is saying, nah, maybe it's there. You might do it. I mean, Jesus Christ, lads! Like, even if you're bullshitting them, tell him the win is there. Go for it. Give him momentum. Give him uh, encouragement to go for it. Um, and I know it's easy to say, oh, he's a seven-time world champion. You know, he doesn't need encouragement. Of course he fucking needs encouragement. Like, I mean, mm. he came out. You could tell his head was down. Like, So I think the win could have been there had he have been a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more uh, confident on the tires uh, earlier on. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he didn't. Uh, but he did. He, look, he got P2. It was still a good result. That that would be uncharacteristic of uh, of of Bono, would it not? That that he is 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 always pretty encouraging about the fact that a win is there. Yeah, I yeah I don't know. Like when I heard it, I was I, when I heard it live on on, on the telly, I was kind of like, why would you say it like that? You can mm-hmm. just tell he's like that. The head is down at the moment. Why would you say it's a maybe? Like the the you know. P2, that was almost an inevitable. Like Lando Norris is, he, like, he was done, like, you know, quite mm. early on in that kind of stint. So it, that, that was inevitable. So why say, oh, P2's on, maybe the win? Just say, like, you know, P2's on. It doesn't make any difference. Forget about that. The win is on. Go for it. Um, but either way, look, I think they did well, though. With the, I think they did well with their pit stops. I think they, they, they did it uh, as best as they could, I think. Even though when they, like I said, when they did come in for that early pit stop, or not the early pit stop, sorry, when they came in for that offset sort of pit stop, uh, I, I initially thought this is a disaster. They're in no man's land. They're going to end up back in fifth or sixth or something like that at best. Um, but uh, no, all, all hats off to them. And uh, it's a pity. I was I was kind of hoping he would have managed to get the win. But look, we know how strong Red Bull are, and the Red Bull managed that uh, 
to to well to perfection given given that it was the, the last lap and as as Isidro said only for the uh, the DRS that uh, Verstappen got from Joe was it mm-hmm. um you know it could have been a different picture well i mean look it probably would he probably still wouldn't have taken the 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 victory i don't think there was anywhere for him to overtake at that stage but mm-hmm. um but yeah it was close it was close all around uh, Cedro Russell, on the other hand, um, had quite an understated day and, and weekend, for that matter, struggling for pace and seemed to find it quite hard to manage with uh, with track limits even. What what uh, what happened to George Russell? Yeah, Russell was a uh, different Russell of what we've seen, where he goes unnoticed on the race and always get a few points. But this weekend, and particularly today, yeah, you could see Russell's pace was was not the same. And definitely very far away from Hamilton performance, mm. uh, but uh, probably next week in Mexico, let's see the W14 of Russell, see if he can do better. But today, I don't think it was a day for Russell. Mm. Dave, do you think the um, the upgrades worked more for Lewis and not for Russell? Because, like you say, Russell wasn't on it at all all weekend, which is kind of a bit uncharacteristic for for him. Whereas Lewis, it just seemed to suit him. I know he likes this track, but it suited him really well. I'm just wondering whether these upgrades, is it just taking Russell a little bit longer to get to terms with them or are they, do they just suit Lewis more? I don't know. Yeah, I think, go on, yeah, Cedro, go on. Yeah, I think uh, Russell was not comfortable with these upgrades. They definitely work. We could see Hamilton doing much better than they've done before, but Russell needs more time to adjust. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. So I'm glad you said it first. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Dave, uh, bring us on to McLaren. Um, McLaren these days, uh, they, they're always in and around the top of our questioning, and d- deservedly so. Um, but they just didn't quite have the beating of Max and, and Lewis uh, today. But a, a very brave race uh, from Lando and a deserving driver of the race award at the end of it as well. Yeah, I think... Um... Yeah, it's a weird one from McLaren because I think they're the team on the grid that are making the most progress coming towards the end of the season. But I don't know. I think today they got bullied into that second pit stop at the time that they made it. Uh, Red Bull made the pit stop early to do the undercut. And I think McLaren made a silly choice. They decided to go for the undercut and go toe-to-toe with Verstappen. Yeah. thinking that they had that pace to the end of the race and it just wasn't on for them like and i'm trying to think did they yeah they had two so they had two new sets of media or two sets of hards, hards uh, and i think they had one new set or was it one used set of mediums do you know um let's say for, for talk's sake it was one new set of mediums like they could have extended like i don't think i still don't think the race win was on i don't think they were maybe nursing those tires as well like i i think the reason lando was dropping off was because he was absolutely driving the, the the bollocks out of that car yeah um to, to to be able to try and keep up with verstappen in any way shape or form and that was with the issues that verstappen had so that's what i'm saying there's a bit of a false sense of what's going on here in terms of how close the drivers were yeah but that second pit stop from McLaren, I think, came a little too early. And I think they, they there was a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to the Red Bull undercut from the first stint. And they decided to do the second uh, to do that in the second stint. 
And again, like I, I why they thought they could go toe to toe where their car is nowhere near as efficient on tires as Red Bull is, is beyond me. Like they could have definitely eked that stint out a little longer and possibly gone with mediums at the end, like what Lewis Hamilton did. Um, and maybe have challenged Lewis Hamilton for second place um, rather than uh, sort of drop off in the way they did. So I think the strategy-wise, I think they could have managed that a little bit better. But um, but either way, I won't take that away from McLaren because they're the, they're the team, I think, that have made such progress this season. Mm. Uh, Cedro, would it have been a good tactic to possibly uh, sacrifice Piastri when they saw that he was having issues? and drive him straight into the side of Verstappen uh, at some point during the race? I think that will be plan B. <laughs> no pun intended on the plan B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you think of Lando today, Cedro? I, I think he was, uh, like they were saying, he was too eager to, to fight Max, and probably that cost him the second place. If he, if he was able to manage the car and the speed and the is a little bit better and get in his mind that his fight would be with Hamilton and not with Max maybe he would get the, the P2 and more points for the team especially with the Piastri out of the, out of the race so soon mm. um, lads let's uh, let's move on from from McLaren I think and, and get to Ferrari Um an ever, I, I feel like they're an ever declining team, but they're they're not. They're they're always in and around there, and they surprise us some weeks. Some weeks they're absolutely awful, but we were kind of back to that uh, that clown show again, um, and it was it's hard watching sometimes. But the the talk of we're going to move to Plan C or Plan D, Dave, uh, and then Leclerc just admitting that it was too late. Um, it's kind of sad to to watch these things unfold for Ferrari, isn't it? It's weird. We thought they were starting to get the hang of the the old uh, race strategies there for a while, and, yeah. Uh, because we were kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, that that was a great decision from Ferrari. Like, um, and today they appear to be the the last on the on the block to realize that a one stop strategy is horrific and is not going to get you to the to the finish line the quickest. Yeah. Um, but one stop they decided to do with Leclerc, and by the time they decided oh, this isn't going to work and uh, let's throw plan C at Leclerc. And he's like, what? Like, you know, <laughs> now the problem is like, I was kind of, when they, when, they, when they threw plan C out, I was kind of thinking, what would plan C do? Like, like, like plan A, yeah, plan A and B is probably going to be your, 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 probably your traditional one and two stop strategies. Like mm -hmm. plan C, I was thinking maybe they were going to go slightly longer and maybe risk going on a soft tire for the final, maybe eight to 10 laps, something like that. Um, so I was thinking if that was the option, I was kind of, I was kind of trying to do the, 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 the figures on, on the, when I saw the timing board up and, uh, like he would have, if they had a quick pit stop, they probably would have just come out ahead of George Russell, maybe just ahead of George Russell. Um, but they did, obviously they didn't. They decided to stay out. But because of plan shit, I don't know what, <laughs> plan A or plan B, I'm not sure what it was they, they went out on the one-stop strategy, they just kept dropping back, or Leclerc kept dropping back anyway and only finished, I mean, what, what was he, like a... A second or something ahead of George Russell in the end. What was the yeah. driver? Hang on a second. Let me see. Where's the race results here? He finished. 
oh, like like 0.3 of a second ahead of George Russell, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's where he finished anyway. So 10 laps, I think it was around 10 laps to go. They talked about plan C and George and Charles says with I'm sure plenty of expletives saying basically that will ruin my race. <laughs> yeah. But it actually wouldn't have like he would have come out possibly ahead of George Russell anyway on a brand new set of soft tires. So possibly I know that the argument there is that maybe fourth might have been on the cards for him. I'm not 100% sure how long those soft tires would have lasted at a competitive rate. Yeah. But either way, he probably would have fared out better than where he finished anyway. Like, so it's that whole every, again, we've said this, I'd say for the last six episodes, it's that massive disconnect between the teams and the drivers trying to make a decision that ultimately when the decision has to be made, no one really has a fucking clue what the right thing is to do, and they usually pick the wrong one, which is exactly what they've done this time around. So, mm. yeah, like you say, they've just seems to, to go backwards, like, you know? Yeah, there may be a, a lack of decisiveness in the garage, someone to actually lead them uh, in those moments with a bit of experience. Um, but in saying that, you'd, you'd say, or you'd think, or you'd hope at Ferrari that they have someone in the garage already there that has a bit of experience, but just doesn't seem to be happening for them. Well, the problem um, is that you've got the, the the someone in the garage or the strategist sort of saying, this is what we suggest, but they're sort of, I suppose at the time, you know, they're allowing, and like most teams do, they allow the drivers to say, you know, they're the ones out on track racing. So ultimately, if they don't want to come into the pits, they don't have to turn the steering wheel to the right and come into the pits, like, you know, or the left as it was today. Um, so, I mean, yeah, ultimately the driver has the call there, but I mean, yeah, if there's no trust that what the team are telling you is the right, like, there's no point in coming out and saying, what do you think about plan C, plan D? They should have kind of gone, you stay out as you are. This is what's going to happen. So we reckon plan C is the fastest option to get you to the end of the race. What do you think? Not yeah. what do you think about plan C? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. them why you think plan C is the best option and then let him make a decision. They are brutal. <laughs> yeah, they just seem to be kind of farting around, kind of like, well, what what do you think about this uh, this exactly. situation, maybe? Um, yeah, lack of decisiveness, uh, as always, and no information. Like, even you could see it as simple as um, the call yesterday, I think it was yesterday in the quali or something, and it was they were talking about the lap time deleted, mm -hmm. and they came over the radio and they're saying lap time deleted, and then said first step in, and Leclerc was like, "Give me the name first of all, and then tell me that the lap, <laughs> yeah, exactly. lap time is deleted." He's even telling them like, "Lads, cop on," but anyway, Ferrari, um, Isidro signs today. Yeah. Oh, you want to have a little chat about Leclerc? Where you go? Yeah. Uh I know we are bashing the, the Ferrari team, but at least there was one positive that when signs he wanted to chase Norris, they kind of said, yeah, go. They enforced the man to just try to get to Norris, even though it was probably not going to happen, but at least. Oh, we have technical difficulties with the Zero. That's what happens when you live in the middle of Ireland. Dave, uh, give me your, your thoughts on what Isidro's saying there. What's What could he possibly get in that? I don't know. I'm, I'm too busy laughing. It's the first time I think Isidro's no. glitched no. out on, uh, <laughs> on us all season. <laughs> um, I've I lost the train of thought. What were we saying there? We were talking about... Um, 
he was just uh, going in on uh, on Ferrari again for some reason. <laughs> I know. Now I can't remember what I was going to say. I had something good to say, and then, oh, he's gone completely from that. Oh, look. Look to you. Anyway, Dave, tell me, tell me a little bit about um, about Carlos Sainz today and that little late push that he had. Um, the yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Hurrah hmm. for my brain. <laughs> uh, so what I was going to say was. This is this was the difference between Carlos Sainz and Lewis Hamilton today, right? Hmm. So when Lewis so Lewis Hamilton had to head down, oh, oh, too much to do, too much to do, too much to do, and that was with um, a four or five second gap. Carlos George Sainz, Carlos Sainz, <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Sainz had about I think he was about four point six, four point seven seconds back or something like that at that stage from Lando. And he was, and he goes, and the 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 team let him know the distance or the, or or what the gap was to Lando, and he's like, oh, I think Lando's on here, and he's like, let's go, like you know, and he was like, he was so enthusiastic, he was like, and you're looking at going, dude, you ain't catching him, like, but <laughs> the driver was like, fuck it, I'm going for it, like, yeah, you know, it was nice. and that's what, like, that's the difference, that's what you wanted to hear from Lewis Hamilton, that that was that mentality that it, it's possible go for it like and that's what his team should have been sort of spurring him on for um mm. so yeah carlos signs great and i think uh that was probably the best as i think that's what uh, um our glitching friend here is Isro was trying to, uh, to 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 say that yeah. uh, that was probably the, the the one thing ferrari got right uh today was at least allowing uh signs to you know basically for Leclerc to let signs through to have a have a shot at Norris yeah um but ultimately yeah it, it didn't come off um I, I maybe I'm the only one who's doing this but I'm I'm shipping Carlos Sainz to Red Bull uh next year as my as my uh as my guess but he's he's already talking about he wants to extend his contract with Ferrari why Oh, 100%. Like, if you had an option to go to Red Bull, I'd, I'd talk to you after. I, yeah. I I am, you don't even have to pay for my bus fare. I'll walk. I'll yeah. drag my bags along behind me down the road. Yeah, yeah. Um, Isidro, are you back with us? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, Dave, can you give me just a little bit on, on Fernando Alonso? We've seen him kind of popping in and out of the race, but it was mainly to kind of show off his overtaking talent. And then ultimately he had a DNF uh, due to some sort of a, was a suspension failure or something? Uh, it was the fl damage to the floor. I don't know whether that oh, was right. possibly okay. going over the curbs or something like that, maybe damaged that. Because I don't know whether it was from, I don't think it was from any collision. Yeah. But do you know the one thing, uh, Fernando Alonso overtook on, on old hard, t I think it was on hard tires. On old hard compound tires, overtook Yuki Sonoda, who was on fresher tires at the time. Yeah. Um. I don't know whether that says something about Fernando Alonso or it says something about Yuki Sonoda. Yeah. I'm going to say the latter. Yes. But, um, <laughs> More so the latter. But he, uh, he, he look, he he got what he could out of that uh, Aston Martin, but it was. Um, yeah, it's just not there. I mean, it, it's probably a little bit of an improvement. I mean, Lance Stroll came ten, uh, no, uh, ninth today. Um, so, I mean, if if Alonso had stayed in the game, I don't know. I mean, he he possibly was trying to go to the end of the race on a one stop, so he might have finished outside of the top ten. But still, it maybe is a slight improvement for Aston Martin. I know that's probably a far cry away from where they were at the start of the season. Uh, getting regular podiums with Alonso, but um, I think they are going in the right direction ever so slightly. 
yeah, yeah, it seems to be picking up for them anyway. Um, Dave, I, I like there, there is there, there was a kind of a best of the rest, but you know, none of them really uh, sparked my interest. Bar uh, Danny Rick, briefly on his return uh, to F one, he was in the top ten for a little while, um, and then he finished last. So uh, return to normal. And, if, and I know you hate Yuki Sonoda. So I hate just him. to fucking drive this one home. Uh, Daniel Ricardo came in towards the end for soft compound tires purposely to get the fastest lap and then uh, Yuki Tsunoda did the exact same <laughs> and took the fastest lap away from <laughs> Daniel Ricardo. It's like so, you bastard. So where was uh Daniel Ricardo uh when he came in for that that uh, set of tires? Oh, I think he was like right down the back of the uh, back of the grid somewhere. So can you get fastest lap if you're not inside the if you're outside the top ten? Well, you can take you can take the point away. You have to be inside oh, okay. the top ten to score the point, but you can take you can at least take the point away from someone. Look, it did make sense because Yuki Tsunoda was in tenth, so he got two points as opposed to one point. Mm. So I mean, it it technically made sense, but it just would have been nice for. Like Danny Ricardo wasn't going to score any points. It would have been nice to at least have seen him got the fastest lap. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Yuki decided to to, to uh, do a Yuki. To do a Yuki. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, Dave. Will we move on to our our driver of the day? Yeah, I'm going to give my. I'm uh, going back and forward on this. Uh, which is where I'd usually now hope that uh, Azidro was back on the call to buy me time to. Mm. all over my decision yeah talk um, about his percentages i am going to go with do you know what i'm gonna go with lewis hamilton i shouldn't because i was complaining about how much he he, he, he was hanging his head uh on both stints but he stuck with it pushed verstappen to the very last lap um so i will give it to um yeah i'll give it to lewis hamilton um, yeah, I would. Isidro quickly before he fucking disappears again. <laughs> Isidro, give us your driver of the day quickly. Uh, I would be Max. Right. He's, he's Ver- Verstappen. From... Obviously, yeah. the only Max on the fucking <laughs> Max Norris. <laughs> yeah, even though question? under pressure and insulting his engineer, I think he was able to get there at the end. Do you know that that's not a bad shout? I mean, yeah, yeah. he did. He nursed that car to the end under pressure. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad shout. Who are you going with, Scotty? Yeah, I'm going to have to give it to Hamilton. Um, you have to you have to admire that that drive today. I I I wanted so badly to give it to to Norris, um, and yeah, it just I just couldn't in the end. Um, he let it slip. So yeah, Hamilton all the way. Yeah, yeah. All right. Who's the who's everyone's loser of the day? You want to go first, Dave? I uh, no, I'm going to give it to Zedro in case he disappears. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go on, Zedro. <laughs> well, I was in doubt between Leclerc and Aston Martin. Leclerc, because the man has ball position and finished six, probably crying inside his helmet. <laughs> On the other hand, Aston Martin, they had a terrible weekend. Alonso had to retire, stroll surprisingly well. But the fact that they had to run two different sets, Qatar for Alonso and the upgrades for stroll. Yeah. Do you know, it's funny, uh, like we were only saying just when uh, you were taking your Siesta there that we uh, we were thinking, well, I was thinking that Aston Martin, of, I know um, Alonso went out for with floor issues, like, but I mean, I think that I put that more down to bad luck, but I think maybe their upgrades have sort of started to yield a little bit of fruit because they're not quite as off the pace as they have been over recent races. 
So mm. I thought maybe this might be the start of them kind of moving in the right direction. So I would maybe go with Leclerc as my loser of the day. I mean, started on pole, an absolute shit show of a race strategist running the running the the the, the show for him. Um, and then, yeah, it was just it was just a just a shit Leclerc. Yeah, um, I'm going to go for someone outside of the box. Uh, I'm going to say Oscar Piastri is my loser for the day um, because uh, Esteban Ocon completely sideswiped him. I know there was uh, he was given out that as, as F1 drivers do about when someone hits them. Um, but I think uh, I think that was all Esteban Ocon's fault. And Piastri, I think from I know he's on P10, but I think there was a chance of some more points for him. He had good pace. Um, yeah, I think he's my loser of the day, unfortunately. You know, it's funny. I, I, I didn't think Piastri was doing great this weekend. I thought he was actually considering over the last little while uh, and this sort of resurgence of McLaren, like Piastri and, and um, Lando have largely been on the same sort of uh, pace. But today, mm. this or certainly this weekend, I think there was a, there was a bit of a, a, a gap between the two of them. There seemed to be the sprint shootout. I think they came. There was there was only a pl- if even a place. I think Norris was fourth and Piastri was fifth, maybe. Mm. Um, so we, I think he was he was pulling it back, but in the sprint, then yeah, he fell way back to to tenth. Um, but yeah, that you're right. There was a little bit more a uh, little bit more daylight between the two of them this weekend. The uh, sorry, I'm just checking here. The sprint was uh, no, actually uh, no. Norris came fourth and Piastri came tenth. Yeah, no, I was talking about the sprint qualifying. So Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. One qualified fourth and one came fifth, I think. He's got you. Um, All right. But yeah, is it predictions time? Uh, it is predictions time. Uh, Lovely. Do we dare even bother checking to see if they oh, updated their... Um, Think so. I mean, no, the F1 fantasy still hasn't uh, been updated, but we'll yeah. we'll call it. Uh, I'll, I'll give uh, before we jump into our predictions game. I'll just quickly give a rundown of the F1 fantasy. Um, after this will be points calculated after the sprint race, so not today's race yet. Um, we have, I think, we have a new leader, Zanetta Team F Team One oh, is right. now uh, number one there. Uh, I am hovering in fifth. Uh, Jing is dropped to eighth. Stop inventing. Who were? Yeah. Who was at the top of the tables for most of the season is now down to tenth. Shock and drop off. Mm. Aston Martin upgrades. Some uh, Sergio Perez personal issues there, maybe. Oh, a hundred percent. Isidro seventeenth and Scotty twenty second. Yay! Um, <laughs> who's the who's the top three? Uh, give out the top three there. I know you no. gave one. Who's two and three? Uh, so yeah, Zanetta team one is number one, Russell My Feather number two, oh, and yeah. holy Jesus, San Ganshayo L F one. I'm so glad I asked now to read those out. Yeah, as soon as you said that, I was like, well, <laughs> fuck you, Scotty. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. All right, on to prediction game. But before I embarrass myself any further with my illiterate fucking. Self, right? <laughs> um, couldn't even fucking figure out how to insult myself. Um, right, top three. I went with Max Verstappen, P one, uh, Norris, P two, Goose Egg, Ooh. and Piastri, P three, Goose Egg. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I went with uh, Verstappen, P one. Yes, get a point. Uh, Norris, P two. No, Russell, P three. No. 
and Zedro. Although Scotty was close, that Norris yeah. wrestled. Norris Reverse, maybe, yeah, yeah Hamilton. Mm. I had Verstappen, Sainz, and Piastri. So Couldn't be so far away. One point so far for all. <laughs> uh, my flop, Daniel Ricciardo, DNF, <sighs> crash. Jeez, we he didn't have so any. Close. Uh, we had DNFs, but we didn't have any kind of crashes as such. Wipe, you know, anyone wiped out. Nothing. Ocon did try, though. Yeah, well, we did. He did. He gave it a good whirl, all right. Yeah. Uh, oh, mine. This, yeah. yeah. This is shocking. <laughs> this is shocking. This is, you know, we said this last week. This is exactly what we knew was going to happen. This was a gimme. This was. This Guan is the Yu. game. This is the game. Uh, my flop was Guan Yu Zhou outside the top 10, and he did exactly that. <laughs> Boy, Joe. Legend. Um, I went for Daniel Ricciardo DNF. Yeah, I think I don't think you went with a crash. I actually just wrote that in, I think, by accident. So I think it was just the DNF you went with. Um, right, my either. surprise. What did you say? Sorry, Sue? No, it didn't happen. Ricardo didn't have a DNF. You put the point there. Oh, sorry. I just. Uh... Thank you, Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be fair. <laughs> okay, so my surprise was Alex Albon, top 10. No. He was P11. He was close. Daniel Calvon. Oh, look, yeah, of course. Yuki Sonoda once again there fucking wrecking things for me. <laughs> All right. Um, my uh, my one was uh, Daniel Ricardo inside the top 10. That was coming true for a little while, but then he just fell off a yeah, cliff. Yeah, an epic fail. Yeah, so zero points there. And I had Albon inside top 10. So close. So that gives the points this week to Mr. Owen Scott. Yes. I love it. That puts you firmly now, Scotty, with that (laughs) extra point. Yes. On eight points now this week, firmly at the bottom of the table. Second, (laughs) second place. And me um, and Isidro both on ten points. Look, the comp- I had to, after your 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 shitty Joe call, I had to fucking push <laughs> down somehow. The, the comeback is on. I'm telling you, the comeback is on. Um, all right. I have done. I haven't got any predictions prepared for Mexico, so I am going to call it as Max Verstappen P1. Hmm. Um. Now this is where it's going to get interesting. I am going to go with Hamilton P2 and P3. Ooh. It's his last chance. Like, it's either now or never to put him in there in the top three. Like, if, it's, if, if you're ever going to put Perez into the in, in, into a top three, it's, it's Mexico. Like, so... I think uh, that Perez is going to absolutely shit his pants uh, at this one. And it's somewhat uh, giving out what my my uh, flop is going to be, but um, I think he's going to throw it into someone. Um, I think Verstappen uh, would be P1, Hamilton P2, Norris P3. Sorry, Verstappen P1, Hamilton P2, Norris P3. I think the Hamilton train is leaving the station and Perez is oh, going okay. to... No, yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, look, I I think I would have gone with the exact same. Only from gambling on Perez, I'd have gone Norris as well. So mm. it's difficult because I had the same prediction as Dave. Then oh, again. I oh, here we go. Copy my own. <laughs> <laughs> and then Scotty copied mine. Uh, <laughs> I can't copy yours first if I do it first. <laughs> so Verstappen first, Hamilton second, 
and well, we're gonna be. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Alonso. Ooh, Alonso! Wow. I think he's gonna bring the upgrades and uh, he's gonna. Yeah. That's Way to call. throw away some points. All right, go give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that all day long. Right. My L flop is going to be. Should have prepared something. Um... Well, you know what? Fuck you, Scotty. I'm going with Sonoda outside the top 10. <laughs> Okay, well, um, <laughs> I was <laughs> I was gonna say um, I was gonna say Perez uh, was gonna smack it into a wall, but I'm gonna change that now. I'm gonna say Lance Stroll outside the top ten. Oh, yeah, we're all, we're all fucking playing the fucking dirty <laughs> tactics. <laughs> Night two, <laughs> check. Is he drunk? I'm gonna go with the uh, Bottas inside top ten. I'm gonna. I'm not playing dirty like uh, some people here. Bottas, what? Inside, inside the top, top 10. ten. How's that a flop? As your flop. That's your surprise. That's my. Oh, flop. Ricardo DNF. That's my flop. <laughs> <laughs> just, just had that ready to go. Didn't even miss a beat. That was uh, that was muscle memory there. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like Dave's top t- Schumacher top ten last year. Yeah. All right, Ricardo, top t- uh, uh Wait, uh, Ricardo DNF. DNF, was it? Yeah. Yeah, Ricardo DNF. All right, my surprise will be... Just because I want to stick it to Scotty some more, I'm going to go... I know uh, what oh, no, I can't. I can't do that. Uh, no, I can. Uh, I can, I can, I can, uh, I can be different. Alonso, inside oh. the top 10. Wait, did he finish outside the top 10? Yeah, he DNF. retired. Oh, you dick. Yep. <laughs> <Suck> <laughs> um, okay, well then, I am going to say uh, Oscar Piastri inside the top 10. Piastri outside the top 10? Inside. Yeah, oh, sorry, surprise, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dick. Really, really, the two of us <laughs> are going all in on the shitty rules. Yeah. <laughs> the dirty tactics are coming out. Yeah. All right, Isidro. How are you going to play this one? What'd you say? Bottas, top 10. Oof. I mean, you had Ocon to pick from there. He didn't even go near him. No, no, no. I mean... Cool, I don't like winning either. Um, Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, all right. Cool. That's... uh... Right, I'm gonna love to see Piastri yeah. finishing eleven. What's that? I'm gonna love to see Piastri finish eleven, Stroll <laughs> finish twelve, yeah. and Sonoda finish uh, P9. Yeah, yeah, it's like I know that could very well happen. <laughs> uh, all good. All right, I think that's us for for this week. Uh, we will be back uh, next week. I think it's a quick fire, yeah. quick uh, fire for the next three weeks. I think, isn't it? Uh, so we're back for the Mexico uh, Grand Prix, where we will either um, be looking at a Perez uh, turnaround or a empty seat at Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, until next week, we shall see you then. <laughs>